from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Now, this one's for the mayor. He asked. He called in. He was like, look, I heard you guys were talking about us. I was like, I got you, mayor. Yeah, it's a shame he didn't want to go on the air. Yeah. I tried. He was like, nah, you know, I've already. Nah. That was last hour. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Bill George, and Slick hanging out with you on this dreary Saturday morning. Uh, Vince is down in Fort Lauderdale hanging out. Carlos, the Cuban redneck killer. Is out uh, getting his squirrels, getting them ready to go for the squirrel competition going on today up in Brooksville. Bill George will be headed out here shortly, uh, boogity boogieing out to the house. He's got a couple of them scouted out that may be available, and then <clears throat> do the the high speed run over towards Brooksville to link up with the other two snipers. Is George not out there in the woods uh, giving you a heads up or a help? Somebody out? has to. Superarize him. Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a, a pre scout forward uh, lookout guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he's he's in another area. He's keeping tabs on some squirrels there. So, you know, just yeah. got to have a forward observer. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's how the military. You got to be there so that way you know what you're getting yeah. into when you get there. Yeah, that's all good. Texting back <clears throat> and forth. Here he comes. You know. Well, as we know so far, Carlos has three on the ground. <clears throat> Toby at last count had two. But there was a shot that went off in the background, but he equated that to uh, another relative who was about 50, yeah. 60 yards away. Different team. Different, different team. Different team. So uh, that was some uh, boy out there with his mama. So yeah. they were out there doing their thing. And uh, so it's it's heated up. And that's only two or three competitors. So we can see right now that there are going to be lots and lots of squirrels losing their lives today. Uh, Toby just texted me. Number three. Just went into the vest, and a turkey just gobbled. Woohoo! I'm ready for turkey. <laughs> uh, it's getting close. Wait a minute! You're leaving next weekend to go kill turkeys, aren't you? I am. You're going to leave and I'm leaving <coughs> on a jet plane, flying across the uh, the country, and then across the Pacific, and then landing in the lovely island of the Hawaiian chain. Yes. And then going out and hunting the elusive Miriam, correct? No, it's a Rio. It's a Rio? It's a Rio. It's a Rio. So you're flying over the native birds in Texas to go all the way to Hawaii to shoot one there. You know, <laughs> you laugh. Uh, there are certain things I'd like to do, and, and hunting a turkey in Hawaii is one of them. But just this week, I had somebody say, hey, I have about 13,000 acres in Texas, and we hunt it for a couple of days and limit out on turkeys, and you're more than welcome to go out there and hunt anytime you want. <laughs> of course. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, that, that one there, and I, I, I had a story that I, was, I didn't really get into it last week about how the axis deer, the herds out there in Hawaii, are, are getting to be so massive that they're actually causing an ecological disaster on the island. They're causing a lot of erosion and, and things like that. And Come on. And, uh, it's a freaking volcano. 
Well, but there's only so much dirt on top of that lava. You know what I'm saying? There's no dirt on top of lava until it erodes <clears throat> and makes it. I understand that, but most of that stuff you got to remember is slanted and it goes off into the ocean somewhere. So okay, but it got me thinking that, you know, I thought Hawaii was. I know it's a surfer's paradise and all that stuff, but the locals, and you have a lot of people. I know a lot of people personally who've gone over there to shoot the mouflon sheep over there, to go shoot axis deer over there, who've gone turkey hunting over there, and, and gone hog hunting over there. <clears throat> and it got me thinking, I was like, how can there be that much of a a ratio that where it's, you know, they're not keeping it in check. I mean, it's an island, for heaven's sakes. It's not that hard to do. And they're do. tasty animals. Extremely tasty animals. I don't know if they save those axis deer for the restaurant meat or whatever it is, or they export it, but uh, it got me thinking. I was like, well, how many hunters do they actually have in Hawaii when it comes to people who go there? Because like you, I think you're going to half and half it, right? Aren't you uh, going to go make mama happy for a while at the beach? and then? No, I don't know that we'll do beach. I'd, I'd like to see the different color sands. I would like to go see that. Um, Remember, you can't remove any of the black sand or you'll be cursed by Pele. That's what I heard. Yeah. I heard. Any lava rocks, you can't take them off the island or anything or you'll be cursed by uh, Pele. So you'll be in big trouble, but, boy. Yeah, no, I, I'm not... I'm not worried about that. I, we, we wanted, we're going to do some hunting, hopefully get some turkeys, yeah. and then and then I'm going to go enjoy and see see what the natural beauties they have. I mean, I've been all over the United States, and we have such diverse habitat and everything, but on one side of that island, it's arid, and on the other side, you got a tropical rainforest. Yeah, yeah. It, without, it, without that's hard breeze. to imagine. Yeah, you know. I, I understand that the uh, you know with the 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 amount of clouds that hit one side of it are great and wonderful, and on the other side it's yeah it's pretty, pretty calm blah. and no waves and everything else like that, and that's where a lot of those most people um, live is on the other side where you're not getting beat up by the wind all the time, so it's all good. Who's on the phone? Who's Ooh. that? Oh, Bill. Bill? Oh, I didn't know. Okay, nobody tells me nothing. Hey, Bill, how you doing this morning? What's going on? You're failing over there, Bill George. Enjoying your show. But uh, in Alabama, the deer season went out February 10th. A couple days before that was on the Internet that a a person shot a 10-pointer, and uh, they went to uh, field dress it, and it had both male and female genitals. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, it does. It's very rare, you know. Usually you don't hear uh, hear about it that often, but, you know, and it happened in Alabama, so. <laughs> so did he have and to use his And according to butt? what was on the Internet, the gentleman called the game people and says, how do you check this one in? Well, oh, you yeah. got to use your buck and your doe tag. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh, now was it antlered? It was antlered. It was an antlered. Yeah, deer. it was yeah. a ten pointer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that happens quite a bit. I mean, uh, and every once in a while you get a doe that's just a straight up doe that actually has and, antlers too. And so, so if you, it, and I don't know about that particular state, but if they have antlerless deer tags and or or you know doe tags and and buck tags. You might want to consider using your doe tag on that because technically sure. it, it 
It's a doe. It's a doe. Yeah. Yep. The woke the wokeness hasn't gotten to the animal world yet, yeah. so uh, you know it can't proclaim he she be be by they them thou whatever. Exactly. Say. And I, my bride was asking me. Uh, she's saying, "Have you heard of this?" I said, "Very rarely, but yes, where a deer or even a human will have both both genitals." Sure, right. it'll happen. It and happens. I, I hear more about does having, you know, antlers. So all of a sudden, a doe would have an antler or something like that, but not not the genitals. Yeah. So. Well, on a different note, Bill, you got any squirrels around in the neighborhood you want to get rid of real quick while Bill's still here? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a few out in the front yard. Uh, <laughs> well, right now they're paying uh, about. Fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. Exactly. For five heavies. And if he gets the heaviest one, he can bump that bad boy up to about eighteen hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. If but I got... just had to call you and let you know I'm enjoying y'all show. Oh, thank you, Bill George. Good luck on your hunt. I appreciate it, Bill. See you, Billy boy. All right. Take care. All thank right. you. Bye. Right, bye. Uh, by the way, I looked it up when I did look it up. Uh, the percentage of residents with paid hunting licenses in the state of Hawaii is 0.7%. 0.7. So total paid hunting license holders for the Hawaiian chain is 10,614 people. Uh, total uh, hunting licenses, tags, permits, and stamps is about 11957 Total cost of all the hunting licenses it made the uh, state was $684,001. Now, what, what I, that's the number of residents. I wonder how many non-residents go to Hawaii because I know right now the turkey chasing 49, getting a bird in every state. It is just going crazy. Yes. My buddy my buddy did it long before it was a thing. He's working on his fifth US slam right now, finishing up. He has just a couple birds to go and then he'll have five birds in every state. And uh That's awesome, man. Uh, it, that takes a lot of work. That's not just something you can do on a weekend. It's a lot, a lot of work lot of planning. But, but in addition to that, he did it all on public land or land that anybody could walk and say, hey, can I hunt there? That's nice. Well, so. like I said, if you get over there and you get a chance to, um, 1% of Hawaii's population has hunting licenses, but you got all the big game out there. You got axis deer, hogs, mouflon sheep. Of course, you got turkeys and everything else. And then the fishing is phenomenal, as long as you're not targeting sharks anymore because it's now illegal. I won't target them. Just put the wife in the water. Hook them. See if you can get one. Hook them. Nice tiger shark. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hang on, Robert. We'll get to you when we come back from break. Oh, my God. All right, hey, hey. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Just a quick update, Bill George, for you while I'm looking out at the Accu uh, weather window. I see no movement out amongst the uh, pine trees. Well, Carlos has squirrel number four down. So what? We good, are that's we good. are close to not being, you know, having a a, a full mi- load. A full load. Yeah, at least you're gonna have the five on the ground. At least you'll have something to weigh. Hey, Robert, what's going on, my friend? Hanging out today? 
Yeah, what's going on, fellas? Are Good you, show as always. Are you uh, are you cooking up a separate grill for all these people who are going to bring squirrels out to you so that you can uh, do the cooking? Uh, you know, you bring us your exactly. squirrel. Exactly. I'm going to go ahead and fire up the smoker now. <laughs> bring them all over here. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> they would make a good little slider. Yeah. yeah. yeah a squirrel slider. Yeah, with a little bit of jalapeno barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that would be that would be really good. <laughs> but what I was calling about was I was here, Bill George, going to Hawaii. Yeah. And I graduated high school in Oahu. Woohoo. Oh, did you? Yes. That and explains I will a lot. The, yeah, it does. Three things. <laughs> <laughs> That I learned when I was over there. Understand what the word howly means, because that's what you are, Bill that's George. That's what you are. You are a howly. A howly, which means foreigner in Hawaiian. Yes, okay. you, you are a howly. Um, what was the, uh, the jet lag is fantastic. You're going to really like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why they give you those drinks right off the plane. Exactly. And one of the things, but and I did a lot of surfing and surfing was so important; it was more important than football in Hawaii. Oh, sure, I can I could see that. Yeah, I thought about but trying. One it. thing was we would we would go on dawn patrol, which is we would get our boards together, try to get out to the a private spot when the sun was rising. So we're walking through the woods, and you never can't tell where you're walking. I want to call them woods; it's forest. All of a sudden, we start getting this strong smell. It's me and my couple buddies. We're 18 years old. I look around. And there's banana plants everywhere. And then all of a sudden, there's 12-foot marijuana plants. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, like, strong smell. <laughs> so wait a minute. When you were yeah, 18, so, that, when you were 18, that would have been uh, Maui Wowie. Yes. So we're walking, <laughs> and we see this, and we are just like, we're frozen in a little bit of terror because we know that we stumbled across something we shouldn't. And then as we look... We can see two guys on the other side holding guns. Oh, the hooey. Yeah, so we left. They looked at us. We turned around with our surfboards, and we left. Yeah, that's probably the best thing to have done. Now, did you did <laughs> yeah. you break a stock off and hide it behind the board as you left? <laughs> I know, man. It was, just, it was really scary because a, a, a lot of people go missing up there in the big island. I can tell you that. I mean, people don't understand how big the Big Island actually is and how dense it is. Yeah. But, man. Yeah, I got a friend over there, uh, Jimmy Freeman, who uh, lives over there. He's a jewelry maker. He's a manufacturer. And um, to get on the Big Island is is it's big. I mean, it is a big, big island. I mean, you get the idea that it's like the same size as the Bahamas, and it's not. It's well, monstrous. I've, I've never been to the Bahamas. I've never been to Hawaii. I have no preconceived notion in You're going to love it. It'll be nice. All, all he, I know. He's going to love it. And also, one of the things that when I lived there, I never wore a pair of pants because it never got <laughs> to where it was cold enough to have to wear long you know, jeans or anything. And sure. also, you sunburn so quickly on the beach there. It is incredible how fast it can happen. Yeah, you're closer to the equator, I guess. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So enjoy all that and that fort. Now, that the, the flight to me, I think it was about 14 hours. Yeah. So it's a, it's a long haul over there, but as soon as you get off the plane, you get in the airport, you, the, the first two scams are there waiting for you. Would you like your picture taken with the Hawaiian chick with the lace and she looks like she's out of the magazine? Or would you like your picture taken with the Chippendale? Hawaiian dude with the grass skirt 
If you like that, it's ten dollars. We'll send that picture to your hotel room. I want the big Samoan <laughs> chick to like pick me up in her arms and like cradle me. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're, you're, you're walking on the beach. I got a parrot here. Would you like your picture taken? Ten dollars. We'll send that to your room. So they're, they're just everywhere. They're selling macadamia. What would I do with a parrot in my like room? Fruit, man. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I, I know that uh, Jimmy would always tell me that uh, you know. Everybody goes for the the touristy things. You got to go out to uh, Wahiwa, and you got to go out to get the the Hawaiian shaved ice at this one place. I can't remember what it is, but um, and then of course everybody wants to go see the uh, the um, the touristy spots. But if you get back in the islands, if you get back in the jungle and stuff, there's really good eateries and places to get away from all that that that. New Orleans style and, and, tactic of uh, you know putting a hat on your head or I know where you got those shoes and you yeah. know we're going to be on the yeah, north exactly. end exactly and if he gets a chance he needs to try some poi some what it's just terrible some poi which is a native Hawaiian it's a root that's grown in the ground that they sell and they make like I don't know I, it, it was it's very traditional over there and uh, I tried tasting it it was pretty bland I don't understand it but it's it's, it's made called, it's, it's a yucca it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's made from uh, the uh, I just said it the uh, tor uh, the um, uh, taro plant that's what okay. it is it's taro root and it, it's not bad it has kind of a licorice kind of flavor it's very it gelat it's very gelatinous have you ever eaten tendons beef tendons at all or yeah. anything cooked beef tendons yeah. it's it has that texture if you cooked it down and turned it into a pudding kind of thing mm. it's like yeah, eating slime. Kind of Purplish, yeah. <laughs> gray looking. Yeah, it's gray. <laughs> how if the flight is fourteen hours? Oh, here we go. How many racks of ribs does it take to survive four people <laughs> for fourteen <laughs> hours? <laughs> <laughs> you got to put in cooking time. I better uh, put in a to-go order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really hope you have a good time over there, uh, Bill, and uh, you and your uh, wife and family and everything, and uh, just enjoy the scenery and the yeah. weather because in the water, one thing I noticed when I was in Hawaii, it's one of the few, it was the only place that you could open your eyes in salt water, and it's almost like the pool. Okay. And it doesn't burn your eyes out of your head. It does not. But yeah. when I got back to the States and all the surfing, and I wasn't doing it anymore, my tear glands would take up with salt wow. from being in my tear glands for all those times. And you would wake up and your eyelids would be crusted shut with salt. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I, I turn around. I wouldn't mind trying surfing. I'm not looking for. Oh, any of those you got to videotape that. I, I'm not please. looking for the big. I just want to see. I want to get a video of Bill George in Hawaii riding around in a helicopter. Yeah, just tell me you want to go to either Jaws or North Shore. No, that's, I, that's your two points. I don't want one of those big waves, but just give me something where it's bigger. You know, here we have these little ripples. You know, I don't want to try and do something on a ripple, but you can you can you get a longboard over there. You can ride ripples all day yeah, long. Yeah, the longboard. Right? He'll have no problem with yeah, that. But yeah. the shore break is so intense. That's like something you've never seen. And I mean, the way that. You know, people don't understand how waves are measured. They're measured from the backside, not the front. Mm -hmm. So as the wave is pulling out, it's creating that front face, but the actual height is on the backside of the wave. Right. Okay. So if the wave is 11 foot in the back, it's going to have a 20 foot face. Yeah, so wow. it'll be a big one. <clears throat> that would be a monster wave. You know what? I, everybody, it was I'm, funny because when, when Jimmy moved over there, 
he would always tell everybody, if you want to watch, if you want to know how Hawaiian culture is, at least for the younger people, you have to go watch the movie North Shore. You have to go watch oh, it. It's, good. it's about a kid that comes out of Arizona that goes over for a surfing competition and has to make his way through the culture and everything else to get up to surfing status. And that's where I, you know, you learn the words like, you know, you're a hooey or, you know, you don't mess, you don't mess with the hooey. You don't, you're, you're a howley. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, you got to make sure that if you get, if you brush against the coral, if you're out surfing, you got to immediately start putting something on it. Otherwise it'll get infected and things like that. Well, there's, a thing called, there's a thing called fire coral. Yeah. And, and it's actually red. And if you step on it, you're going to feel it because <laughs> so, it burns. It burns. So my suggestion would be to you to go out, kill some axis deer, kill a turkey, go sit on the beach, have a Mai Tai and get on the plane and go home. And listen to some Don Ho. Okay. Oh, Tiny bubbles. He already knows that one. He already knows that one. Uh, all right. All right, brother. I appreciate you guys much. Yeah. See you, Robert. Appreciate it, Robert. Take it easy, my friend. Stay warm. Uh, see you. All right, bye. All right. Robert, of course, out there with Smoking Aces Barbecue. I was going to say, yep, when you talk to Robert, it's not flight time, it's cook time. So it'd yeah. be like, uh, uh, let's see, in 14 hours, that would be what? That'd be a one brisket. One brisket, yeah, and, brisket. Yeah. And, and maybe some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you're, and then you land. It's 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 it'll be a good time. I, I, Jimmy has he's been begging me for years to come over there, dude. Just stay with me. Just yeah. come over. All you gotta do is just make it here. And I'm like, ah, you know, I got a beach here. I don't, I don't want to go to Hawaii. I don't need to go all that way for that. Seriously, go to Key West. Go down to uh, Isla no. Morada. We've got like the, there's amazing beaches here in St. Pete. Like the only other beach I would go outside of St. Pete, if I had to go pick another beach, especially here in Florida, I'd go down to Captiva Island, North it's, Captiva Island, yeah, actually. It's, it's not the beach. I, I don't care about the beach. There's so much other natural wonders. I'm, I mean, lava caves, tubes, or whatever you go down, the rainforest. The first place we're going to stay, we're going to be in the rainforest. Very so nice. Yeah, it sounds, I, like it, it sounds like a relaxing time, but I, like, I'm, have, have I'm you with you, Brady. Have you ever there's I said it relaxing. would relaxing. Uh. <laughs> it's it's full tilt one way, full tilt another way. I just <clears throat> I, I'm with you, Braden. Like, I, why am I going to go that far? I, I do want to go to Hawaii, but I'm with you. Why am I going to go that far out to go to a, a beach when I have a wonderful? Be I have wonderful beaches right here. But if I had to pick, like I said, in the state of Florida, Captiva Island. You're right there at uh, Redfish Pass. You've got all sorts of the Mucky Duck, one of my favorite bars of all time. <laughs> Yeah, no. For and, me, uh, I'm uh, primary reason was to hunt a turkey. That's and, right. You know, that's what you're gonna do. I'm gonna hunt a turkey there. There you go. It'll be all nice and good. You'll be in your Hawaiian shirt, flip flops, and shorts for the first time ever to go kill a turkey. Yeah. It can be dang cold there. Seventy degrees. Sleep, no sleep. Look up the weather on the volcano in Hawaii. That's go look it up. Why you gotta go up there? Because that's where the turkeys can be hunting. No, whatever. Uh, there's ranches all over that place. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Beautiful Saturday morning. <clears throat> if you're squirrel hunting, we're going to take a break. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Just too fast, Bill George. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. A quick little fast cast for the day. It doesn't look like it's going to be horrible out there, but it's going to be cloud cover today just for this 
clash of fronts and from a west-southwesterly breeze that creates the lovely day that we're going to have today. Tomorrow's going to be really nice, and <clears throat> next week, be, don't be surprised if your air conditioner kicks on because uh, we're saying in the 80s and stuff, at least along the coast, the interior Plant City this past week almost got to 90, bro. 90 already, so it's it's... It's starting to come around. It's starting to get a little bit warm again. And hopefully uh, we'll get some fronts pushing through next month because for the rest of this month, it's supposed to be nice and warm. Well, next weekend, we have the wild game cookout that we usually do over there at Countryside Baptist Church. Countryside Baptist Church, Church, yeah. Yeah, Glenn Kinman going to turn around, and he turn around. He's still looking for fish. I tell you that they cook so much fish there. It is incredible. So yeah, uh, I know does. he was looking to see. Uh, I was going to see if my brother might be able to go out and catch a bunch of grunts or something. Uh, you know, some very good eating fish. Maybe maybe I see if somebody can go out and net a bunch of sand perch or something and, and maybe go out there and uh, do real good, help him out. Get a bunch of them brim of the sea, man. Some pinfish out there. Hey, Those things are hey, delicious. Listen, listen, Don't think they're they not. They all eat. That's right. They really but right do. now, pinfish are more endangered than a trout, redfish, or snook after that red tide we had. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Don't be putting no pilchers in that fryer. There's yeah. not many left. Well, during the break, we were having a little discussion uh, about the uh, you know uh, turkey seasons right around the corner, and a lot of people are starting to show up asking for turkey ammo, and everybody wants to get the TSS, or they want to get long beard, or they want double X, or they want the heavy heavy, and they want the heavy shot, or any of that stuff, and uh, I know that you've been looking for long beard for quite a while. I, it was <clears throat> all the way into last year I had been looking for long beards, and particularly number six and three and a halfs, okay, which is, is what I shoot. No, you know, it was funny because it sparked the kind of a debate yesterday with a guy who was looking for a particular brand of ammunition and uh, mm-hmm. you know there was there's double x there there's fours and fives and all that stuff and and uh i just it's like the six five creedmoor trend it's i think that it's one of those things where you have to go back and you have to go back in time and i remember when turkey hunting first started and it started to get really kind of popular i said you got to remember that most people either if you had the availability to change the choke in your gun, which a lot of people didn't, um, you know, you were out there with a modified barrel or a full choke barrel or maybe an improved cylinder barrel, and that was it. So the manufacturers of those turkey loads had to produce loads that would work and stay together. They redid wads. They redid all this other stuff. They did blends. They did all these things to try to produce a better pattern for that particular choke and i think that uh they worked perfectly fine i mean i've killed all my turkeys with a mossberg 500 modified choke shooting a duplex load that was specifically designed to be used in a gun like that then all of a sudden people said well why aren't we making turkey chokes why aren't we doing more we make turkey to- guns now right so but once you started adding the turkey choke to that gun that's restricting anything that you throw out of there. It doesn't matter if it's nines, fours, sixes, twos, whatever it is that you want to use. I don't understand why people have such a preference and such a hardcore belief in in the round itself as compared to 
what your gun is capable of doing with the choke that's designed to do what it's supposed to do. Well, you can kill a turkey with seven and a half. You you can you can get, you can kill it all day long like that inside of 25, 30 yards. Okay, where it really makes a big difference is when people start turning around and stretching that to 40, 50, and sometimes some people even more than fifty, sixty yards. or seventy. Okay, and I have a buddy, the one who kills more turkeys than the average user of being would say legally should be able to do, but he goes all throughout the United States killing turkeys every year, uh, all of which end up in the in the pot. So they don't they don't not get eaten. But uh he likes twenty five yards. He wants that bird at twenty five yards. Okay. There's times I'm hunting the bird hangs up, doesn't come in as close. I turn around. You want to reach out there to 40, 50, something like that. It, it, you know, I choose to shoot a long beard. I've, I've ha- I have a whole tub at home of all the different turkey loads that I've purchased over the years. Put a round through. Where does it hit on paper? Different rounds shoot different ways in, That's true. in, in a gun. And so... You're looking for a very dense, about a 10-inch circle, I would say. But now how far is your shot? You said your buddies likes them at 25, 30 yards at max, so what? what is I, your I, preference? I, I like them in that close, but... But you could kill those with seven and a halfs at that I distance could. with the right choke. I could, but I could also <laughs> turn around and misjudge on a distance or something like that. You hunt a field edge, you think he's in a little closer than he is, and he's not. Uh, last year I killed a bird about 50 paces. Okay, and I was waiting for him to get closer. I actually there was two more coming over the hill, and this one that I shot was going towards those. They and I was waiting for them all to convene and and let my buddy shoot, and then he kept yelling at me, shoot, 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 shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the turkey starts getting a little weary and looking, and it's like finally it's like I shot, you know. But uh, I, I just I. I understand that the having the the capability of shooting that far of seventy yards or something like that with TSS loads or you know any heavy shot kind of thing bismuth or whatever it is you want to do. But in the state of Florida, I said, dude, if you're going to be shooting at, at turkeys at seventy yards, why not shoot them at a hundred? Just use a twenty two Hornet or you know uh, you know something like that. And he he goes, well, that takes all the fun out of it. I go. What shoot, being able to shoot them at seventy yards doesn't take the fun out of it. No. I mean, because when I was a turkey hunter, and most people did, and Steve Austin is a, is of course nutty turkey hunter as well, like yourself. You know, he wants them in to where they're so close that now there is that challenge where he could see me, he could go at any moment. Oh yeah, he you know thirty yards. You know, I could get busted and he's gone. <clears throat> if you're gonna take, if you're gonna pattern your whole life after shooting beyond 40 yards then then why it, not just not, switch over it, and and shoot them at 70 or 60 or whatever when you first see there, them there's some people who would do that but uh you know i look at it like this i have some tss loads that have been loaded up for me my gun does not shoot that as well as it does the long beards mm-hmm. okay the long beards have a technology in it where they turn around put that shot in there and then they pour like a liquid which goes down and settles around all the shot, which then hardens. But when you shoot it, that turns into a dust. Yeah, it breaks and apart. And so it holds so tight that shot. It's not all getting disformed. It's just incredible what you have at 40 yards. In 
I shot at 50 yards, and I'm like, I'm not even going to put one out past 50 yards because I don't want to know what this could do. <laughs> I don't want to be tempted. Yeah, you don't want it in your brain? I, so. don't, I don't want it in my brain that, well, maybe, you know. Well, that's kind of what my point was. I said, if you're going to go and pattern your gun to where you know you're capable of hitting at 70 yards, if you're going to shoot beyond that or, or at that distance— then why not use a rifle? It's legal in the state of Florida. It's easy to do. Not on WMAs. That is true. But on private land, I mean, where the vast majority of people that I know at least attempt to try to get to, um, they're going to be out there. If, if if the whole thing is to go out and kill a turkey and get it home, then, then just go kill a turkey and get it home. If you're going to go out there and try to be the stealthy, not move, I'm better than you, I'm going to outsmart this guy kind of thing, then I agree it should be 25, 30 yards, 40 at the most. Yeah. Well, for me, I turned around. I was getting panicked. Here I am. I'm, I'm down to a few shells. I'm going to potentially be hunting a little bit more than I had been, being that I'm going to Hawaii. My daughter's also looking to hunt while we're there. So I turn around. I'm looking at I'm going to possibly need a couple extra shells, and I didn't have many, and so I was getting panicked. I couldn't find them anywhere, and so – all of a sudden, Thursday night, I found a case of long beers out in Oklahoma. And I'm like, I have no clue about this place. I go on Better Business Bureau, do different things. Looks like it's a very reputable company. It okay. looks legit. Yeah. It looks legit. You never know, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I turned around, did all that quick research, and then it was like, let me order this. And that case that I ordered Thursday was supposed to be here Tuesday. I got an email. It is already in Jacksonville. It's going to be here today. Tomorrow? Tomorrow? Today. today. Well, good for you. Which and I find is incredible. But now, take a le- listener, take a lesson from this. And I try to tell people this, too. When you find something that your rifle, shotgun, pistol, whatever, has fallen in love with, and that's what it is that it shoots, when you find that ammunition, skip lunch. Be late on your electric bill. Do whatever it is you got to do to go ahead and go and Get buy it. your buy your ten boxes and estimate what you're going to do in a lifetime of hunting. I mean, always plan ahead. And I, I I did the same thing when I bought. They don't make the duplex load anymore. They don't have what? it. But I have at least eight boxes left in my gun safe because. I mean, dude, I don't get but, to go out of turkey hunt as much as you do, but that's a lifetime of hunting for me. But so but, I'm I'm set. I don't the, have to buy it ever again. The thing with the long beers for me is the performance is really, really good, and it's not the price of the TSSs and all that other stuff. But I will also say, if you're turning around and going to go all the way to fly to Hawaii to hunt a turkey. <laughs> The cost of your ammunition is so insignificant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You could be cold, you know, doing gold-plated ammunition at that point, and it it be statistically insignificant. You know, I, I've never – I've known people who've gone down and shot oscillated turkeys down in, you know, Belize and down in the, you know, peninsula, down in border of South America, Mexico sure. area. And, you know, you can't show up with your own shotgun and you can't show up with your own shell. So you have to use what the locals use. And, you know, I've never asked anybody what they use. And I would just I would assume because I've seen pictures where guys were handed like, you know, wired stock together, single shot, 12 gauges, old H&Rs that are like, you know, this is your gun. And they're like, what? What? Are you sure this thing's not going to fall apart when I pull the trigger? And they kill them all. I mean, now, of course, they're not a huge bird. They're not extremely large. But 
I, they're going to use what the locals have. So it's seven and a half, eight shot, six shot, whatever it is, and they it, all kill them. If you if you have that bird in tight, it it really doesn't matter. So yeah. I was just looking at the sun starting to hit them trees. I know that's why I keep looking uh, over uh, my shoulder. Squir- <laughs> squirrels. <laughs> I'm waiting for one of them squirrels to run across a branch. By the way, I got a text from Toby. He said number four is in the vest. So yeah, you're, you guys are me. neck and neck. Neck and neck now. Carlos and Toby are neck and neck, evened up the score now at uh, four squirrels apiece. We're having our own little uh, competition right here in the studio. <laughs> I wonder, I, I wonder how everybody else is doing out there. That'd be, you know, I mean, that would be interesting to see if anybody's even checked in already. Well, check-in starts well, at 10, right? 10, 10 o'clock. Technically, is is this a blind? Can we count this as a blind if we we get one off this the window? Ro- these windows don't open, hey, bro. Hey, these no, windows, no, no. They don't open. Don't, don't. Hey, we may have an opportunity. They don't open here. We may have an opportunity. We may get one out the window. I'll, I'll check to see if this glass pane comes out <laughs> during the break. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Hang on. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brandon Gunn, Bill George, hanging out with you today. Carlos is out in the woods putting uh, squirrels down in the on the ground. Of course, squirrel competition going on today, and uh, Vince is headed down to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Or he should be there. He left yesterday to go down there doing some filming down there for living the water life type deal. Um, uh, today is it's starting to clear up a little bit out there, Bill George. I don't see any uh, tree rats running around just yet, but. No, I've seen some birds starting to move around, though. So. I'm watching the shadows over we'll there see. underneath by them palmettos to see we'll, if somebody pops out and does their thing out there. We'll, you know what we'll I'm keep our options open for uh, the St. Pete uh, swing of the uh, <laughs> squirrel. Pete, the St. Pete donation to the squirrel uh, event, eh? Yeah. That'd be all right. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to get out there uh, before we started talking. I was going to save it for the next hour, but uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up was um, you know, we're not really big fans of invasive species here in the state of Florida. What? And, and um, the only people the who are fans mass. of invasive species don't actually live in Florida or have never been to Florida. Or, or they're new here and they think they're really cool and all that kind of stuff. I understand. I don't, I don't accept those as people. Uh, well, well, hey. well, one, they just found out that uh, they've been doing testing on and stuff. Uh, you know, the big giant uh, Cuban tree frog that we've been oh, warned yeah. about all these years. Uh, you know, they push out all the native species. They're huge. They eat, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, well, now let's just add another reason why I had to hate the Cuban tree frog. They've now found out that they're now carriers of the deadly parasite that causes rat lungworm. It has been discovered in the Cuban tree frogs here in Florida. The University of Florida says they found examples of the parasitic worm in several tree frogs, in the Cuban tree frogs, uh, 16 of the frogs were taken out of Volusia County, were examined, and examples of the lung worm were found. This is the first time this has been detected in the county, and rat lung worm infects the brain and spinal cords of humans. 
and can be fatal. It is also found in rats, snails, slugs, and other animals, including dogs, which can, which can act as a host for the parasite. Uh, the disease causes symptoms um, kind of like the uh, meningitis that we enjoy here, thanks to the uh, skeeters and everything else. Causes severe headaches, vomiting, cranial nerve uh, palsies, and various other side effects. The disease can cause brain damage and blindness in the human hosts. People can become infected with the parasite uh, after touching or hosting the animals or actually eating them, which I don't think we're going to do. Um, and uh, uh, so you want to kind of stay away from them. And as we said, if you don't know what they look like, go to MyFWC. Type in Cuban tree frog, and they'll give you a nice big colored glossy photo of it. And when you find them, Crossman 760 works pretty good, or a Ziploc bag and thrown in the freezer works pretty good. You know, all those kinds of things to humanely dispatch of them as quickly and as easily as possible. I had a couple of them living over on my crib there for a while until they got uh, got the Daisy Red Rider treatment. Hmm. It's amazing what that golden BB will do at only about 406. Why are you looking out the window? Leave I'm those looking squirrels for a alone. squirrel. Oh, no. Do you like, really want to leave that bad, Bill George? We can play a replay for no, the last no, no, hour so you can get out there. He's bird dogging listen, already, man. Listen, I, I, got, I got squirrels to get. I get that. I, I'm here for you. We can I, play a replay for listen, the last no, hour and let no. you just run away. Where no. you're sitting, you can only see the tops of those pine trees, and they're not going to be there. They're gonna, the, I know these squirrels. They're going to be on the ground. Right, they come out right over there by those palm, those palmettos and stuff along that edge there before they move over towards the pine trees. Yeah. All right. We get it, Bill. We know what you want to do. He's <laughs> jonesing to get out. One hour. One more hour. He's just over there scratching hour. like he just got done a hit of meth. Just one more hour to get out of here. <laughs> just one more hour. It's like a kid. We're looking at the clock. Uh, class well. is almost over. We're almost <laughs> out of here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, next hour. Can we talk a little bit about the uh, proposal that you instigated and started to fight for? Which it, one's that? The ga- tell me it's the gag group or size limit. Nope. Oh, well, then let's not. It's the 24-7. Oh, alligator, the 24/7, yeah. alligator hunt. Do you want to go into detail on that with me? We can. Okay. We can talk about it. It's pretty simple. Are you They're scared? going to remove restrictions from us. Are you scared? I no. mean, this was, this was one of your babies. I this, mean, is, uh, this was this one is, I had... On the fly, through draft, they wanted to give me 26 hours a day one year uh, in one meeting, and then the Airboat Association and whatnot got involved, and then next thing you know, they took it back out many years ago, and now it's back. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go back. into details on it in the next hour. Is that okay? It does not have to hide in the darkness of it, night. It does not have to hide in the darkness of night. <laughs> Uh, I want to go into more little details before we take a break for the top of the hour and hour number three around the corner. Uh, Countryside Baptist Church next weekend is going to be putting on their wild game dinner. And I know that Glenn is still out there hunting to get uh, fillets to to fry up and everybody out there. If you've, if you're going to go out and do any spec fishing or go out and catch a bunch of brim and stuff like that. It, um, it could be a bunch of saltwater fish. It, it doesn't matter. You can uh, you can contact us. You can call us here at the station or whatever and give us your info and whatever. We'll hook you guys up with Glenn if you got a bunch that you'd like to donate. But on the other side of that, if you've never been, you got to go because, I mean, they have such great food and great people out there. I mean, everything from... Of course, they're the first ones to hit the streets with the strawberry shortcake in reality. 
they have it out there, but they also got boil peanuts. They've got venison, wild hog. Uh, every year with that uh, mountain man stew, you have no idea what you're going to get in there. They've got year. gator going on. They, I mean, they just gator they, bites, squirrel and rice. Uh, if you miss out on the squirrel event this today, uh, you can always go get some out there. It's a nice cooked squirrel that's in a white gravy with rice. It is delicious. They had crawfish, they had shrimp, they have Bill George said he might even bring his jar of mush for you to try. Oh no. mush for you well, that would be the appropriate place for Vince to eat. <laughs> said to, to go give it a shot. Yeah, yeah sure. But yeah, and it's all free. I mean, you can go out there. It's at Countryside Baptist Church. It's at the corner of Sydney and Sydney. Sydney and uh, I can't remember the other north north to south Gallagher. No, that's not it. You better watch that. That's explosive, bro. That just fell on the floor. You trying to kill us? Well, hey, hey. So anyway, you get out there and go and take the family. It's it's a family event. You can. It's just free parking. There's uh, usually an auto show out there. And one year they had the drone fights out back. It was awesome, and uh, the kids can go and wander around. It's on a big giant church lot area there parking lot and uh, go out and have a good time it really is are they having the archery guys out there is trinity sportsman's going to be there again this year i don't i don't know i'm trying to look at the flyer right now <laughs> <laughs> good job bill good I, I job know. your one chance to cut a promo but it is yeah. it is three to six uh next weekend next saturday is right. the official time um but <laughs> i don't see whether or not they're doing the archery stuff this year that's always a good time when you do the did did that's how you know he wasn't prepared someone just handed it says here do your read yeah door prizes all kinds of raffles all that kind of good stuff i can tell you you will have a good time there are there's usually there you go speak from the heart the fishing trips that get donated uh everything from deer mounts and all kinds of other stuff that you can win in in door prizes nothing you have to buy you just go there have a great time you know and you'll walk away full (laughs) you will walk away full and you will see a lot of people with a lot of smiles on i always look at it this way um if you get there early and you want to go do something else for the day it's fine if you want to go there and get your bellies full and all that kind of stuff go a little bit later go a little bit later when everybody's like i don't want to take all this stuff back home what am i going to do with all this extra fish what am i going to do with extra sausage what am i going to do so that's when you go back and you can go back for seconds and thirds and whatever else you want to do okay yeah see you gotta have a strategy you gotta have a strategy yeah what i have a strategy if you want to go there and have something light and eat and then get stuff for the rest of the day then go do your thing we get you bill we know you want to go to the squirrels but we need you to focus all right we still got a whole hour left we're we're gonna get one we're gonna get one (laughs) he's still talking about the squirrels we're gonna get one he's he's over there mumbling now we're gonna get one (laughs) As as he stares lovingly out the window we're going to get one. We're going to get one. There's, there's going to be one right up there. Right up there. I see it right now. Didn't work. Try no. again. No. We'll get. We'll see if we get one. We'll, we'll even <laughs> let you try reading that again, man. <laughs> right, we're going to take a break. It's hour number three. It's right around the corner. Stay there. We'll be right back. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. <laughs> 